Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast, I'm Tom Barbelay. I start to wonder if these short funks are just far too negative associated with this neighbourhood, and I start to wonder if I'm actually abusing my listeners associated with recording about this neighbourhood. But it does reflect a series of extraordinary circumstances, which I think are part of the remit for short funk. They're part of the remit for short funk associated with exploring behaviours, exploring mindsets, exploring counter-narratives, and that is why I continue to discuss issues in the neighbourhood on these short funk recordings. Over the past four days, we have been beset by a car alarm. Our neighbourhood tyre yard, which also is adjacent to my block, parked a car directly opposite our house, where the car alarm went off for the past three days solidly. These kind of parasitic businesses are central to our neighbourhood. There are roughly a dozen of them that just enact behaviours which are so aggressive and so stupid and so counterproductive. And because the neighbourhood is spread out over a number of streets roughly a dozen in one direction, roughly half a dozen in the other direction. Each member of the community board, each participant, has one or two of these parasitic businesses right next to them. But as a whole, these parasitic businesses exist completely above the law because there is no code enforcement, there is no policing, there are none of these activities. These businesses just continue to do things like park cars, that set off car alarms continuously or cover people's driveways or, you know, promote drug dealing and prostitution late into the evening, keeping various board members awake. There are a variety of businesses in this area that just don't understand what being good neighbours are about. And unfortunately, because the city is a critical part in this process, we have to contact the city, we have to interact with city employees And in actuality, none of these people are regularly there. They don't answer their phones. Many of them just have answering machines. The neighbourhood has progressively slowed down in its ability to react to these businesses. And when these businesses try to do things like expand, which the neighbourhood bar did try to do, the community comes together sufficient to not allow the expansion. But the additional criminality, the additional things that should be investigated are not investigated, and these businesses are allowed to continue. And in this light, over the past three days of the constant car alarm noise, I was starting to wonder whether this community was just getting the better of me. Then last night, a block and a half away, two people were murdered with what appears to be an AK-47. It's still unclear what the exact make and model of the rifle was, But automatic weapons fire were used against these two gentlemen outside the front of their house. There's been some discussion in the media associated with whether or not this is gang-related. The gentlemen's families have come forward in a GoFundMe to assist with the cost of their funeral. They indicate very strongly there that these are two gentlemen that were not gang-related. But in addition to this killing which happened last night, this morning a gentleman was shot with a BB gun from a window... And the police going to this address couldn't actually find the shooter. They went to the address, obviously, well after the shooting had occurred. And I think cumulatively, these things in the community are just beyond belief. My perspective is that what is perceived, I guess, as egalitarian policing, where police are evenly spread very thinly 
over the city of San Jose means that areas such as ours that have particularly high crime are not actively being dealt with properly. And also the mayor has a gang prevention task force that I might have referred to previous podcasts. This was activated in the neighbourhood one over recently, but it was only activated because the people had died in that neighbourhood. They actually were really on the edge of our neighbourhood, but unfortunately couldn't get the gang prevention task force in our area. So I've been corresponding with the mayor today to try and get a meeting with the mayor or related officials to actually discuss what is going to change associated with this neighbourhood. And there have been perturbations associated with the community through this. I'm not really interested in that. But our council member's official, who represents our council member, contacted me towards the end of today saying that our council member would not be able to meet with us because he has a policy of only meeting with the community and not meeting with individual board members. And I stated quite clearly that we were asking for a meeting with the mayor not with our council member. Our council member is unavailable. He's frequently unavailable. He travels internationally. He travels nationally. He's just like many other city officials who's genuinely uncontactable, particularly at times of strife like this. The first question is what my direct response should be here. And in this circumstance, it has created a great degree of concern with my wife, who spends more time in the house than I do. And also, I think, just the complete fecklessness the complete lack of responsibility of every point along this chain of command forces the community leaders to take a responsibility which is beyond what we should standardly do. And this has created, you know, various rifts with certain community leaders. My perspective is all this will pass with time. In the short term, we need to act in a very strong and focused manner to make sure that the elected officials are aware that they are not doing their job, but also to present a very distinct and very definite means for this situation to be resolved quickly without any additional spending to occur. Just purely taking police resources that are currently patrolling affluent areas with vastly lower crime rates than our area and moving these folk into our area to do a better job, particularly associated with speed of response. In the medium term, however, the impact of this on me and my wife cannot be underestimated. And the aim is to bunker down for a short period of time, to make various changes, and then to move to a circumstance where either the situation has improved here, or we get ourselves out of this situation. AK-47s enable a rate of fire and also a range of fire that if these guns are being used within a block and a half of our house the potential for stray bullets to reach our direction is relatively possible it might have to go through a couple of buildings but the nature of these rounds particularly if they're fired from the older ak-47 variants they have a means of getting through so in the event that these podcasts end dramatically in the event that something were to happen to me at least i'm relatively confident that i've left an oral record here and Maybe it might be a blueprint for others to follow on. Please feel free to share this podcast with others. Please feel free to encourage others to listen to Short Funk. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out.